Hi friends, welcome back to my solo road. My name is Sydney, this is my podcast. I typically say I live in a van. I don't live in a van right now. I'm living in a friend's apartment. His name is Jared, I'm looking at him right now. He's smiling and working on his laptop. If you have seen on Instagram, I am currently getting my van renovated by the one and only Nomadic Customs. Mark is the owner of this company. He's phenomenal, I love him. He does very, very, impressive work. And he also, the first conversation that we had, I could just tell how much he cares about the community. And a lot of his employees are nomads themselves. And so I know he values them and just kind of people who are living this way in general. He has a better understanding of it than most, I think. And so I really liked that. And I snagged up the opportunity as soon as he told me he'd be willing to work on the van. So I'm getting new flooring, new lighting, new batteries, rely on, shout out, shout out to them. They hooked me up with two free new lithium batteries, which is insane. So I'm very, very grateful for that. And then what else am I doing, Jared? We have lighting, flooring, electrical, brand new countertops and brand new 12 volt fridge, a sink, faucet. I'm getting rid of that stupid induction stove that I clung to for no apparent reason for the last two years. And I think that's pretty much everything. We found black mold under the flooring, which I I knew that there would be mold. I just didn't know it would be black mold. <laughs> like I didn't know it would be the worst kind of mold. And so they are fixing that up, obviously, before putting in the new flooring. And the plumbing was pretty disgusting, which I also knew that was going to happen. And we also found some very hazardous electrical wiring going on. I will say no more, but... I'm going to sit down with Mark probably for next week's episode and talk with him about how to avoid that and how to find builders that you can trust to make sure that you don't have fire hazards in your van and your electrical setup. And then also that you're not in a situation where you can create black mold because a lot of vans, they're built correctly and therefore it's not even possible. So yeah, we will talk about that next week. But for today's episode, I thought it would be fun to do something different and sit down with some of you for a change. And so instead of talking to someone who lives on the road, which a couple of the people we'll be chatting with actually do, um, but I chose them kind of at random. So that was just you know, I don't know, lucky, random. But instead of just talking with my friends or whatever, I wanted to talk with you and get interviewed by you. So I asked Instagram to let me know who had 15 or 20 minutes to sit down today and ask me any question that they've been wondering for a while. And I chose five random people. And yeah, we're just going to talk about whatever they want or something that I may not have touched on yet in the last couple of years. And yeah, I think this is hopefully something that we can incorporate into the podcast in the future as well. Yeah, that's pretty much everything. Jared, anything that I should add? I think you got it. Great. He's sitting next to me. So I just feel like why not? Why not include him? Jared Tachi, everyone. Thank you. Jared Tachi's ladies and gentlemen. Round of applause, please. Okay. Love that. Hopefully my van is done soon though, because I love Jared and I love apartment life. But after a week or two, you know, it it ain't my jam. Being in a stationary apartment, he just gave me the dirtiest look. You know, I love the apartment. It's just like, I mean, the being in a van is so cool. You know, you miss being in a van a little, a smidge. No, not a little, a lot. A lot. Okay. See, great. Then he understands. Yeah. It's just routine. It's a matter of like the, the plate. It's my home. It's quite frankly, my only belonging. (laughs) It is the only thing I own. So I do like having it in my possession. So it's just weird. And I feel a little like out of sorts to say, but without Jared, I would be, I mean, not even getting to upgrade the van. Frankly, he introduced me to Mark and I would be 
on the streets while it was getting, getting renovated. <laughs> and so he has taken me in with the two dogs. So we're very grateful for him. I think that's everything though. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was so, so much fun to record, I guess. I'm doing this at the end. And yeah, also I'm realizing I did not recommend a book at the end. So I'm going to do that now. I am reading The Outlier. Was it Outliers or The Outlier? I don't know, by Malcolm Gladwell. Um, I just started that though. It's a great book. I've read it before, so I'm reading it again. That's my book recommendation for the day. Love you all, and let's get to this. Oh, before I even do this, so sorry. We all, you know what's happening here, okay? We do this every time. If you have not signed up for BetterHelp, highly recommend. I sit with my therapist once a week, and yeah, we talk about all kinds of things. So uh, BetterHelp is an online counseling platform. And it is amazing, especially for travelers. I always say this because if you are moving constantly or because of the current state of the world, it's just not that possible to go to in-person therapy or it's at least not as accessible. So if you want to try it out, you can go to betterhelp.com slash divine and join over a million people prioritizing their mental health today. That is betterhelp.com slash divine to save 10% off. Love you all. Let's do this. Okay, friends, here I am with the first person of the day. Um, this is Ben Ramirez. We have a few questions. I don't know if we're gonna go van life, talk about me, the dogs, whatever you choose. I know you mentioned a couple things in your the little message box. So I'm excited to talk about that. And yeah, if you want to give us a little bit of window into who you are, please share. Uh, yeah, so my name's Ben and I'm uh, originally from Los Angeles. I go to the University of Missouri, I'm a junior. Um, and I'm studying strategic communications and I'm looking to go into working on, uh, athletic communications after college. Um, I've growing up in California for yeah. obvious reasons, it's yeah. really easy to, <laughs> um, see all of California and not easy to see the rest of the country. Yeah. So I didn't travel much outside of the West coast until I came to college. And that's been a really, um, good experience that I've had living in the Midwest for the brief amount of time. I'm definitely a West Coast guy through and through, and I always will be, but this is just a stopover in the Midwest. Yeah, wait, where are you at in the Midwest? I think I missed that. Columbia, Missouri. Oh, got it. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's so different than California. Okay, so what is strategic communications? What does that mean? It's the way that they describe it to like prospective uh, students is a blend of public uh, relations and advertising. I'm not really interested in marketing or advertising. I'm really interested in doing uh, what's called sports information, which is more along the lines of a little bit of PR, a little bit of graphic design, um, a little bit of like game operations. So like, for example, yesterday, my partner Peyton and I uh, helped run and facilitate an entire cross-country meet by ourselves. So that's sort of what it is, doing the media, doing the graphics that you would see on social media, um, making sure everything runs smoothly. We're kind of like the point people in that sort of aspect of it. Mm, that's so interesting. Yeah, I ran track growing up, and I guess I never really considered how the meet worked. I just showed up and ran, you know? <laughs> So yeah, that's super interesting. Have you, do you follow anyone else in like the van life realm by chance? Mostly on TikTok. My, oh, yeah. my Instagram is a little bit more uh, sports centric, but the algorithm has found me on TikTok and has really exposed me for wanting to be 
uh, restless and a, a bit more granola. I don't know if that would be the right way to put it. But uh, yeah, Kristen Schaefer, who is on your podcast, I really like her her YouTube videos. Um, and then Cody Blue, who lives in Tahoe. Cody Blue, I don't think I've even heard of him. I'll have to look him up. That's cool. Yeah, I like the, the super filmmaker type. I was just about to say, it sounds like you're more into like the video content than probably like photos or stills. Yeah, that's interesting. That's super cool. Okay, well, we can jump right into your questions. Essentially, I had each person write out a few questions. I know I mentioned that in the intro, but yeah, you can start with whichever one you want. So I know that you um, are introverted and you've talked about that a lot and not necessarily that it's correlated, but I found in a lot of people, including myself, that are introverted, that structure is something that really helps because that allows you to have time for yourself that you put into your life. And how do you find structure when you're seemingly always moving and therefore having an absence of it? Yeah. Oh my God. That's so God. This is phenomenal. That's such an interesting question. I was so anticipating like, how long have you been on the, I don't know. Like, I guess someone following me probably knows that, but that's, this is a great question. So I essentially find structure in routine for myself. So even though the, the like random parts of my day are obviously different, right? When I open my doors, I am some, I'm somewhere new, but the routine itself tends to stay the same. So like I still wake up, the first thing I do is walk the dogs, whether it's at a campsite and they can be off leash or they were in a parking lot and I have to walk them on leashes. I do that first and then I come back to the van, I make coffee, breakfast. It might look a little different because like, you know, like I said, if I'm at a campsite, I can have my doors open when I'm doing, you know, coffee, breakfast, whatever. But if I'm in a parking lot, I tend to close back up until I'm done and I'm ready to leave. And I kind of have more of like a city routine and then a camping routine. If I'm in a city, I go dog park, find a good place, like a, you know, a different kind of park or a good parking lot where I can sit and work. And then if I'm at a campsite, I can just have the doors open all day, work for a good portion of the day and walk the dogs in between. So yeah, I think even though the lifestyle is kind of seen as constantly moving. I mean, it is, but I definitely find routine in like my first hour or two of the day. I think the last hour or two of my day is always the same. I tend to read. I stick to myself. Like, you know, I might FaceTime or call friends or go out to eat with a friend or something during the day. But the last couple of hours, I tend to like wind down. It's just me and the dogs. And I find a lot of comfort in that. And also my like being introverted and any kind of like anxiety and stuff is always like social based. And so another like point of structure, I guess for me is in social situations, I like to know what's going to be happening. You know, if I'm going to a wedding, I want to know, like, is it inside or outside? What am I like, what kind of what do I wear? Like, you know, how many people are going to be there 50 or 200. And I kind of like to, to know a little bit about what I'm walking into instead of just completely like, I'm not the kind of person who just like shows up to something, you know, like I need details. And so, yeah, I think that that's probably the best way for me to have found structure in a very, what can be chaotic lifestyle. But that's also, I am at my friend Jared's right now and I sat on his couch this morning and cried to him because like my routine and my structure is completely, you know, in disarray right now. Like it's just so different because I don't have my van and we're in an apartment building. And obviously I'm super grateful for him and being in the apartment, but it's just, it's different. And that I, because I'm introverted, I do need that routine. And any routine that we have had is a little bit different right now. And that just tends to like build up and make me a little I don't know, emotional apparently because <laughs> I cried. <laughs> but yeah, that's the best, that's the best I got. And then I'm glad you mentioned 
routine because that sort of had to do with another thing that I wanted to ask is at least for me like I'm I'm two months into my junior year of college and at like around October that's when it just like the days and the weeks go by and it just feels like monotony over and over and over again and especially now in the times of COVID when you really can't do anything besides sit in your wherever you are um how and one way that I've always been able to break up monotony is just taking a drive somewhere is that when you are when you don't have somewhere to go hunker down tech, like theoretically when you're when your home is on wheels is that harder to find a way to break up monotony when you inevitably find monotony so how do I I guess you're asking like how I kind of navigate that when I am feeling that way yeah, especially because for I know for a lot of people, like that's when you could get restless. And when you're restless, you want to be moving and going anywhere. And when right. when that is your that is your normal state, how does that get navigated? I mean, I guess it's just nice because like you said, it is on wheels. So even during something like COVID, while I did quarantine um, for almost, I think about two months, I, I can still go from, I don't know if I'm answering this correctly. So hopefully I am, but like, I can still go from campsite to campsite without even seeing any other people. And I think just the changes of like I said, my day is it's really weird, because it's almost 50% routine, and then for 50% completely different. Like, if we're going to go on a hike, I might be hiking in California one day, and then a week later, my hikes are in Oregon, a week later, the hikes are in Utah. And so while I'm still hiking during the same time frame every day, I'm somewhere completely different. And it's a completely different hike. You know what I mean? And so I, I think the way that I live in a van, and I know everybody is kind of different, is it, it's just, and I mean, that's another thing I love about it is because it's so flexible, you can do it however you want. But I, I get up and leave whenever I want to, or whenever I'm feeling a little bit like restless. Like you said, I kind of I'll wake up one day and I just know that that's the day I want to leave. And so I'll pack everything up and I have the freedom of doing that. And then I get to my next campsite and it's brand new. It's completely different. And I kind of am excited to go explore that new area. Sometimes I'm in a completely different state, like I mentioned. And so I think being able to jump around and still stay, stay, stay safe during COVID has really helped a lot because I am, I get far more nervous being in one place than I do when I'm constantly moving. Like there's something that's really comforting to me about constantly moving. I really have no idea why. And so, yeah, I definitely get a little bit more anxious and stuff when I have to just sit in place. I mean, that's right now is another good example of that. Like my van is in pieces, so I have no choice but to stay in Portland. So I've been feeling that way a little bit right now, even though I love Oregon and Portland's a pretty good city to like be stuck in because there's a lot to do, but it's still, it's definitely not my cup of tea. Like, I, you know, I live in a van for a reason. So I kind of want to get going whenever I can. I think the, the last question that I had that's sort of on this topic is yeah. when when you're feeling that way and when you're feeling like you need to move and like, especially right now when you can't, how do you find uh, the motivation to still be doing quality work, whether that be creative, whether that be, you know, even just sending emails, whatever, doing the things that you need to do when it's glaringly obvious that in your head, you really want to do anything but that. Yeah, that's such a great question. I, I I would say I haven't figured that out at all yet. I mean, I didn't do a podcast last week because I was like, I am feeling a little bit of a lack of energy, like the constantly moving in different places and always on the go, like that tends to keep my energy pretty up and just like motivated, like you said. And so I think 
feeling a little bit more stagnant has me even right before I called or we got on this call, I was telling Jared, I was like, I'm just so tired today. Like I just feel, which I got a great night's sleep. I went to bed super early. I slept in, you know, late enough. And I definitely, I I struggle with that just as much. I'm certainly not like the most creative person in the world, or I don't have a recipe or an algorithm of like, to where I figured that out whatsoever. I don't post as much. I don't share as much. I find my life, especially when like, I, I feel a sense of pressure slightly. I mean, I have a wonderful like audience of people following and like they understand when I'm doing something like this, but I almost feel a sense of pressure. Like I have to be always moving because people follow me because my life is interesting. And when it's not interesting, then I'm not interesting. And so I definitely feel the sense of pressure of like needing to keep up with that. And so when I, I literally cannot, like I do not have my van right now, I almost feel like I just shouldn't share anything or I should share a lot less because I'm just like, you know, it feels boring to me right now, even though I know others may not see it that way. That's how I like feel about life when it's stagnant, I guess, you know, that makes sense. Makes plenty of sense. (laughs) Yeah. So you said those were your only three questions. Are you interested in, I'm just curious about you a little bit. Like, are you interested in living in a van at all? Or you just, it's just something that you kind of like seeing on the internet, I guess. Uh, I think it's kind of a gray area. I do really enjoy the content that I do see on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, whatever it may be. Uh, I just know for me personally, I need to have a home base to be able to stay sane, really. Right, right. Like, I, if I go on, like, a two-week road trip, whatever, with family, by the end of it, I'm just ready to be in my own bed, in my own house, and have that physical structure in my life. So, in a in a way that I can just be reaching out and thinking this sounds wonderful and it would be a glorious thing to be able to do that. Yes, I would love to, but practically I know that like a two or three day road trip somewhere or spending a week somewhere different, that would, and then coming, having somewhere to come back and be anchored, that would be the ideal situation for me. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I know a ton of people who do that. I think far more people do that than they do like the full-time thing. The full-time thing is definitely not for everyone. That's why I try not to like, rec- you know, like, there's a lot of people online that are just like, I don't know, do it, do it, do it. And I'm just like, no, I, you can't just tell someone to do it because then they might spend their life savings or something on a van when they're just not the right fit at all. And then they hate it. You know what I mean? So I think that that's, yeah, that's really cool and I guess uh, self-aware for you to know that that's probably that it might not be something for you to do full-time but there's tons of people who even just have like Subarus or like a regular car if they don't want to like fit do a whole fitting of the of the van and they just like throw a mattress or something in the back of their car and go on a two-day road trip like you said so yeah that would be cool yeah weekend warrior style exactly that's look at you that's exactly what we call it Well, sweet. Where So you do have a podcast. I would love for you to like plug your podcast a little bit and tell everyone where they can find you. Uh, so my podcast is called Learn Something. It started as a quarantine project just because I was in a creative rut and I needed to find something to give myself an outlet, even as far as advancing the conversation in the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, we ranked favorite movies. And now coming into college, I took a two-month um hiatus from it just to get acclimated and focus yeah. on school and now I'm starting it up again and I'm hoping to do more college-based conversations with other college students because we're in a unique environment especially right now and as much as people 
outside of college tend to think put us into a box. It's definitely different than what you might see, like the 11 Northeastern students partying. It's not all of us partying. Most of us are hunkered down and going crazy hunkered down. So I think having conversations about that are uh, really worthwhile and having people that aren't in college listening to that would also be very valuable. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Uh, when you say we, what do you mean? Is it your partner or a friend? Uh, no, it's it's just me and then whoever oh. might be on that. So I have a different guest every single uh, episode. Most of them are just my friends. Some of them I cold hit up on Instagram and see if they'd be interested. So really anybody college age that I can get a hold of so far. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, well, cool. Learn something, right? Okay. Yep. Go, and go on Instagram, ben. it's at learn something pod. Sweet. Yeah. If you do go listen to his podcast also um, on Spotify or any platform that you can leave a review or a rating, please do that as well, because it helps us podcasters greatly. And yes. well, thanks for coming on. I'm super excited. I'm happy to have met you. Of yeah. course. Okay, guys, we have our next person. I just called a guy named Ben. That was the first time that we ever chatted, but this is Van Life Megan on Instagram, and we actually talk pretty frequently. And so, yeah, we were just kind of talking about what you do for work and stuff like that. So, I would love for you to kind of introduce yourself. Tell us how you got started in the Van Life world. Obviously, if your Instagram name is Van Life Megan, then you must be doing something in our world as well. So, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm Megan, obviously. Uh, Van Life Megan on Instagram. Um, I actually found Van Life through Pinterest uh, a couple years ago, um, and I found Sydney first. Um, and that kind of was how I first started into it. I always knew I wanted to travel. I didn't know what capacity you know I thought backpacking or something um kind of fell in love with this whole life um and then kind of when I quit the job that I had at the time kind of dragged my wife into it and was like hey we're gonna do this and she you know really helped facilitate that which was really nice um now I work remotely uh we're in an apartment right now um because we live in Texas and it's hot uh but we are actually moving back to the van in about two weeks because uh, it's cooled off now. So very excited about it. I've missed it. It's been, I think, like three three or four months that we've been out of it. Um, missing it already. So um, I work remotely. Uh, my wife still works um, like a regular job. So we stay in a place for about a year. Um, and then she'll switch a job because my business hasn't fully grown yet. So we're really loving that. Yeah. How long have you had the van for? Uh, a year and like four months. We just hit our, our year a couple months ago. Nice. Do you have any pets? Nope. No pets? Nope. Nothing pets? yet. Um, we think our van is kind of that right now. It's still yeah. in the process <laughs> of being built. So <laughs> we don't really have time for anything else. Uh, eventually, yeah. though, we would love to have a dog eventually. Cool. What kind of van do you have? We have a 2019 Ford Transit 144. Nice. Yeah. Same van as mine, but newer. Nice. Yep. Yeah, we love it. It was the perfect decision. We looked at Mercedes and it just didn't feel right when we looked at those and we're like, no, I like Ford better. I grew up working on Fords and stuff like that. So kind of worked out the best. Yeah, that's exactly how I was. I grew up in, like in the Midwest. And so I was just used to being around Ford. Like honestly, no one in my hometown ever had Mercedes vehicles. And then I had one because that's just what I saw on Instagram. And I was like, oh, that must be the van life van that I'm supposed to get. And I did no research whatsoever. And then I hated everything about it for like nine months. So I honestly am, I've, I'm so happy to be in the transit. Now, if I do another van, whether it's a, an Econoline or a transit, I'm going back and forth between those two, but it will definitely be Ford at least. So yeah. Ford just, yeah. it's nice to be able to work on it 
anywhere. Yeah. If that's, you can yeah, find a dealer or not, it's just nice to have that peace of mind for us. Getting a second opinion is so important to me. Like if you take it to a Mercedes dealership, it's just the lack of being able to like, like if you take it to another Mercedes dealership, which is you can only really take them there, they're just going to give you the same price. You know what I mean? So I like being able to take it to pretty much any mechanic and see, I don't know, different people's opinions, I guess. Yeah, so much nicer. Ella's just staring at me right now. She's so pissed. She's like, you're not supposed to be doing anything today but playing. But yeah, okay. If you want to get started, let's uh, go ahead and answer some cool questions, whatever you got. All right. So the first one I'm going to go with is um, one that my wife suggested, and she wants to know what state has the best sunset. Oh, my God. That's such an interesting question. I would say Arizona. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, Yeah, it's I don't like there's something very magical about watching the sunset over the water on the West Coast. I know nobody listening to the podcast can see this, but you can, Megan. And it's like the brightest light behind me. I feel like I'm in heaven. But yeah, so there's something really cool about watching the sunset over the water. That's really like beautiful the first few times. But in Arizona, there's something about being in that type of desert. Like Moab in Utah is just I don't know. It's very plain to me, but in Arizona, there's like the giant cacti and the sunsets are just like wildly red, orange, pink, like in in very insane, intense colors. And every time I'm in Arizona, which is not often enough, I'm always like, wow, I have to come here more and like stay here outside for sunset more often because it's really, really crazy. And it's, I feel like it's underrated. That's awesome. Have to keep that one in mind. Yeah, for sure. Um... So when you first got into van life and and sharing it on social media, did you ever think that you'd have the impact that you have now on that community? I definitely didn't think I would have the impact. Like I didn't know what, I didn't know how successful I was going to be at it, but I knew because when I started in the van life world, this was like three years ago, there was a few people doing it, but not very many. And there was like an insane lack of knowledge and understanding. And I felt like none of my questions had answers, or at least it was really difficult to find those answers. And even the people that I was finding, it felt very cold. Like it felt just like a technical blog post of, you know what I mean? Like it just wasn't like, I didn't feel like I had a friend. Like I didn't feel like I had anyone that I could DM or text or something and be like, hey, how do you do this? What do you do for this? And that's really what I, I mean, aside from van life, I just needed that in life in general. I didn't really have a good friend at the time, period. And so then to be getting into something so different and scary, I just wanted a friend. And so when I started thinking of like, or I guess when I started answering those questions myself, like I needed laundry to get done. So how was I going to do that? When I figured out how, what kind of build I wanted and why and learned what works and what doesn't, I just felt almost obligated to like share what I was learning as I was learning it and do it in a way that I needed back then. Like I wanted to do it in like a warm, friendly, like hit me up whenever you need it type of a way. I wanted people to feel like I was relatable and a human, like a just normal person, not, you know what I mean? Like there's blogs that are just not connected to a person. It's just like a basic blog that, and you're like, I don't even know who's writing this. I don't know what face is behind this at all. Um, And so I really wanted to be a resource that had knowledge, but also be people's friend in van life. And like when you're, I mean, even if you're not living in a van, but yeah, that was kind of just my goal. And then, like I said, I had no idea if I was going to be successful in doing that, but I just was trying to be what I needed, I guess. (laughs) Like that's the weirdest way of saying it, but that's what it was. And so, yeah, that's what I've done. And as I've done it and as I've grown, I've really learned how many people feel the same way. And, you know, my most successful, like, I guess in quote successful, the podcast that 
don't have the best, the highest ratings, but the ones that I get the most responses to, which is how I would gauge success, like the emails that still come in are on the two episodes on loneliness and social anxiety. And that's just because people like have listened to that podcast and they're like, hey, I've started therapy because of your podcast. And now me and my therapist are dissecting my social anxiety I didn't even know I had. And I just always thought I was super weird, you know, just just how you described it and you're in the episode. And so, yeah, I think just like, I mean, I was like shitting my pants just recording that episode. I was, you know, I was terrified to talk about that. But then to know that it's helping people, it's like, I think if we focus more on being what we need, like, you know, because if you need it, and you feel like there is no space for that person, or like, no one's taking up that space yet, like, I think it's, there's something to be said about like doing that yourself. You know what I mean? Like no one in the van life world, at least was that was coming over to my podcast, like was talking about anxiety or mental health at the time. And so I was like, I guess I'm gonna do it. Like I needed to talk about it for myself. And so I just did it. And then that's the thing that's kind of resonated the most with people. And I just find that interesting. And it's a learning experience as I go as well. Like the seeing people's responses to that makes me do it more, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I love that. I think that's, I think it's so important. And I think it's something that's easy to forget when like therapy and things are not super accessible. So mm-hmm. like when you started having like the the things for better help on your podcast, like right. I love that. I used to work a remote job and that's the only access to therapy that I had was like, like I lived in the bush in Alaska and like that was right. it. And it was like, this is amazing. Like people need to know that even if you're traveling all over or you don't necessarily have access to traditional therapy like you can it just might look a little bit different and and I love that yeah no for sure and I think people need to know that even if you don't think you have reasons to go to therapy that you likely do and it's probably worth trying and testing and seeing if there's something to unpack there because I personally have never got to know someone really well and not like you know myself and them figure out like there's we all have work to do you know what I mean like everybody does so yeah I just think it's important for everybody. <laughs> this is a question I've always wondered is how did you come up with your name? Like Divine on the Road? Yeah. I, I realized more on TikTok because I go live a lot on TikTok that like everyone is like, um, is your name Divine? Like who's Divine? Why is it Divine? Okay. So this is like the weirdest story. And in retrospect, it kind of makes no sense, but kind of makes sense. I don't know. I went to school for fashion business and marketing and my dream at like 19 was I'm 25 now. And at 19, I really wanted to have a clothing brand. And I was also in yoga teacher training. So I was like studying a lot about like the divine in people and the universe. And just like that word was a recurring word in what I was learning there. And simultaneously in fashion school. So I wanted to have a clothing brand that would be yoga athletic wear. And I wanted the name of it to be divine in you. Because like in my this was my process of thinking then like I wanted the acronym to be DIY because like life and yoga is supposed to be like a do-it-yourself practice I was studying the divine and like I was learning more about the divine in myself and so I wanted it to be divine in you and the acronym be DIY and that would be what the logo was and then you know fast forward two years I graduate college I was moving into the van and I was like okay well it can't just be Sydney for brush like that's what my Instagram was for so long and it could have obviously just stayed that but I felt like I needed something cool. And so I was like, well, if I ever do Divine and You, the clothing brand, I want it to like make sense. Like I want to create a sister brand that is me being on the road and then the clothing brand. And so I was like, well, in you doesn't like, what is that? And so I was like, let me just do the word divine and then come up with something. And then I don't know, divine on the road was just where I landed. 
It took about eight minutes, if you can't tell. <laughs> I love it. I think that's great. I've always wondered, you know, how did how did you get there? So I think yeah. that's really cool. Um, what is your favorite place that you've eaten on the road? Like for your favorite like restaurant or like location that had the best food in general? Okay. Let me think. Okay, so the one that I think I go to most often, like I look forward to going there. Actually, yeah, this is my final answer. I was going to give two, but this is the one. There is a, it's called Cafe Bella, and it's like a, what do you even call them? Like a food cart on the corner in San Diego. And I, I mean, I don't know how long you, you've you followed me, but I always post this acai bowl that's like the size of my head. Like it's this gigantic acai bowl and there's layers of peanut butter, granola, fruit, all this stuff. I do this I, almost every day when I'm in San Diego. I, I honestly dream about this thing. And so I get that. And then I, it's like the their equivalent to a Frappuccino. It's like a blended coffee drink with almond milk. And every day I go, I think like, you're not coming here tomorrow. Like you're spending $15 a day on coffee. <laughs> coffee and breakfast like don't do it tomorrow and then I wake up the next day and I'm like oh you're only in San Diego for a short amount of time like just let yourself live Sydney and then I end up going so that's probably my number one spot it's in um Ocean Beach in OB if you guys ever go to San Diego definitely try that that sounds amazing next time we go through there we're gonna have to check that out yeah definitely sounds really good yeah it's my favorite sweet okay I've got one more great any like one item that you like, like tangible item that you left behind for van life that you miss or that like you're excited to like eventually be able to have access to or something like that um, that you kind of left. I don't know if that question makes sense. Yeah, it totally makes sense. I would honestly say no. Like I don't really think that there's many, there's not many things, material things that I feel I need. I mean, the one thing I miss, which is not really ever doable on the road, but I I love taking a bath. Like I love a good bubble bath, which is funny. It's like one of those things that when we have a bathtub, like who's taking baths, but because I I don't have one, if I ever have a hotel room or a friend with a bath, I'm just like soaking in that thing all the time. And um, just like reading a book, being able to get away, like close the door off from the dogs for an hour or so. But other than that, yeah, I'm not, I have never in my life been very connected to like tangible like material things i don't really i mean i went to downtown chicago for school and studied fashion and learned a lot about materialism and i think that that's probably what pushed me to like the absolute polar opposite of things and so yeah i I don't really think that there is other than a good bath (laughs) yeah well sweet yeah okay so share where people can find you Oh, and I didn't ask the last person this, but I do at the end of every episode. I would love if you have one. Totally fine if you don't. Where can we find you and what is your favorite book? Um, You can find me at Van Life Megan um, on Instagram. You can also find me at Panic at the Podcast on any podcast platform. Um, And then favorite book. I'm going to go with Where the Crawdad Sings just like off the top of my head because that was that was a good one. That's one that's like stuck with me since I've read it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a book that I like. I've never because I recently read a Glenn and Doyle book and I really liked it, but like a lot of my friends hated it, and that's how a lot of books I feel like end up being. And I've never heard someone read that book and not like absolutely love it. Like I think it sticks with most people. Yeah, yeah, great. Okay, can you spell your name for me just because I know it, but Van Life Megan, I feel like I know different ways of spelling it, so I want to make sure people can find you. It's M E G A N, the simple Sweet. way. Love that. Love Love the simple one. Okay, great. Stay on here for a second. My editor will edit this part out, but I'm going to say goodbye. Okay, great. Thank you so much for talking with me. Yeah, everyone go look for her on Instagram and listen to Panic at the... Say it again. Panic at the podcast. Panic at the podcast.
Yeah, like Panic at the Disco. But I looked at your Instagram right before this, and I saw that, and I was like, oh, she did that from Panic at the Disco. Yeah, Yeah. sweet. Okay, it was awesome talking to you. Thank you so much, and I will chat with you soon. Yeah, thank you. Okay, bye. Bye. Hello, hello. We are back with our next lovely guest, and this is Taylor Russ. That. Am I saying that? Okay. Taylor Russ, the happy hippie life with a period after each word. Taylor is another one that I've actually been like speaking with pretty frequently for a while. So getting to chat with you is really exciting. And I'm super grateful that you had a few minutes today to come on and chat with us for a second. Can you introduce yourself just a little bit and tell us maybe how you found van life, where you're at, what's going on? Yeah. Um, so I'm Taylor. Um, I've been like into the van life world for several years. Um, but like the majority of that was like doing research and like behind the scenes. And then I think like a year and a half ago, I bought a van and just got the opportunity to build it out, uh, like the past couple months. Um, but I'm not going to be traveling in my van yet. I'm actually about to leave on a car camping trip. Um, and I've never like camped in my car before, so that's exciting. Yeah, what kind of car do yeah, you have? What kind of car do you have? Um, it's a really tiny Kia Forte, so it's I gonna love be that. interesting. I love that. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting camping in it. Uh, I'm gonna test sleeping in it for the first time tonight, so like we're gonna see how that goes. But like, are you gonna do it like in the driveway as just like a quick yeah. <laughs> test run? Awesome. Yeah. Sweet. Do yeah. you have any pets? Um, I don't, but like I'm staying at my parents' house right now and they have a dog and two cats and one of the cats is like my little baby. So we're getting in lots of good snuggles. Oh, that's amazing. Love that. Okay, cool. Whenever you're ready, if you want to ask, ask away whatever questions that you've got. Yeah. So, um, one of my questions, so I am somebody who has social anxiety like you. So I really appreciate your whole episode on social anxiety. And I really like your one on loneliness as well. Um, Because for me, they kind of go hand in hand. Um, Totally. So that was that was one of the reasons why I kind of like shied away from van life um, for so long, just because like with social anxiety that like was difficult for me. So I'm like, really pushing myself to do it now to travel solo. So um, like, what advice would you give to somebody who is kind of who wants to do van life? but it's kind of shying away from it because of their social anxiety. Yeah, I think that's so awesome. It's so funny that you bring up those two episodes because the last person I spoke with um, asked me a question and I brought up those two episodes specifically because those are the two I think that speak, like everybody likes hearing about how I shower, but like there's something I think a little bit more honest about something like social anxiety and loneliness. And I uh, totally agree. I think they do go hand in hand. I mean, first of all, I had the like perception that if I get in a van, I can like, because at the time, you know, I'm thinking like, I'm, I didn't really learn what social anxiety was until I met my now best friend, Katie. And I just thought I was super weird. Like everyone seems to get, you know, get along well, talk to people so well. Like, why am I having a panic attack at the idea of like walking up to a person and starting a conversation? And so I had this perception that I could just live in a van and go off and camp and never have to talk to anyone and never put myself in a position where I would be feeling those anxieties. Like I could just basically get rid of them by not tackling them at all. And I think that helped me actually make like the jump into van life. I found it like an answer to that in the wrong way. But what it's actually become is this really phenomenal way. As soon as I got into the van, I realized like I'm never going to see anyone I see on a daily basis ever again. So I, I don't have the anxiety of like, like what I really didn't like was 
I don't know, embarrassing myself in front of my boyfriend at the time's family. And like he, you know, it was a Hispanic family and they do all this. I bring this up because this was like the peak of like, oh my God, I just like, I, I would get so nervous in these situations, but there was like so much dancing and conversation and laughter and energy in their family, like gatherings and stuff. And I like, I was so embarrassed or I was so nervous about embarrassing myself in front of them and knowing that like, this might be a family that I see all the time. I don't know why, like knowing that they were constant people in my life. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, like if I fall in a grocery store or something, it just doesn't really matter because I'm never going to see anybody again. And I kind of started getting into that mindset. That helped me a lot. And I told myself that frequently. And then also therapy that helped me a lot. And I just started realizing instead of like, like van life didn't, it didn't help my social anxiety by escaping it the way I thought it would. Instead, it helped by like forcing me and putting me into so many situations. Like it's really weird to say like practice makes perfect with something like that but it really it was the truth for a long time I kind of like sheltered away and I just I I didn't want to feel those feelings and so I was like I'm just gonna like I said not put myself in positions to feel them and so van life pushed me to go out on my own terms, do what I want when I felt like I could. There was no pressure to like go to work and have to if I'm having a bad day. Like, you know what I mean? Like I had a lot more control over what social situations I was going to be in. It was a lot more manageable and doing that over and over. And then, you know, doing van tours and having to be on camera and which I was so not used to and so nervous for. And then gatherings and, you know, like band gatherings where there's hundreds of people, those used to make me petrified. Like I went into the one where I met Katie and I thought I was going to throw up. Like I was freaking out. And now I go into gatherings and I'm just so excited for the day. And it's because I've been to a couple dozen of them. You know what I mean? But it's, it really is one of those things where I think the more you do it, the better you get at it. Like the anxieties start to kind of go away. You realize things are not that big of a deal. And also I think the community of van life helps tremendously. It's not like most communities where, I don't know, there might be like, I guess there could be cliques in van life, but like, I feel like everyone's so understanding in this realm. And like a lot of people have had mental health issues and they're open about them. And so you end up talking about those pretty quickly with people and you get really honest and real and vulnerable with people so fast. It just kind of eases my mind and I would think it would probably do the same for a lot of others. I right before I called you, I polished off almost this glass of wine. So when you when you messaged me, I got really excited and I was like, oh my God, like I have to get a drink to be on the podcast. So I like opened <laughs> up a beer and then you're like, oh we're not gonna chat for like a couple hours. And I was like, oh God, am I gonna be like tipsy? <laughs> but no. <laughs> That's my favorite beer by the way. I love that one. Oh yeah. Oh my God, it's so good. Um I lived in Asheville, like where the brewery is. It's such a nice brewery. Yeah. That's yeah, amazing. So Never good. been there, but I do they I make do. a good beer. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I was gonna say, um, hopefully like van life does the same thing for me or like traveling solo on the road because I like especially with quarantine, like everything going on, I've been like so shut in and like have not had any like contact with people. Right, so right. like when I go out in public, like my social anxiety is through the roof now. So yeah. hopefully like traveling and like being like by myself, but like outside will help and do the same thing. Yeah, that's so interesting. I haven't been since moving into the van. I just haven't been in a situation like that where I was by myself for a while or like not in social situations. Because even when I was quarantining, I had a few friends. So it was like still constant conversation, at least with a few people. But that was really when I struggled with it the most was when 
like even in college or something, if I was like not really talking for a while, especially it got so bad my first like eight or nine months, however long I lived in my first van with my partner at the time, it got so bad because it was almost like because we were a couple in our van and I'm not saying all couples are like this at all, but the way that we were in our van was like, we just shut off from the rest of the world. Like we were in our tiny little bubble all day, every day. We didn't really talk to anyone. And so then when I would like go out to the grocery store, like go meet with anyone, I was so nervous. And like when you're nervous, it also just makes you like awkward. And then because you're awkward, it's like making you more nervous. And it's just like this, it just like, you know, uh, increases. It just like, you know, inclines the whole entire time. And it's just terrifying. And so, yeah, it's just interesting to hear someone who like deals with the same thing and like in the same way, I guess, because you are isolated and that's almost not worsening it, but you know what I mean? Like, I think after COVID and once everyone is out and doing that, hopefully it starts to get a little bit better. And like I said, in the van life world, the more you meet people and the more friends you make um, and the more you talk about it with people, it definitely helps so much. Yeah, I'm hoping I can go to your gathering. I was spring when you have it. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. Yeah, I would absolutely love that. I'm just worried about, I hope that by COVID it's, or like by May, COVID is like wrapping up, you know? I'm not, I don't want to push it back again. Yeah. That would suck. Okay, next question. Yes. Okay, so uh, I know that you're planning on doing van life for a long time, but when you do decide to move on from van life, what do you think you're going to do? Ooh, that's a good question. Um... I don't know. I mean, I love social media. I love marketing. I love sharing myself with people. Obviously, a lot of that right now has to do with van life because that is just my life. And yeah, I would assume that I'll be doing something to that degree. I've always really wanted to like own a business or have a business. And I think me even dabbling in like the coffee thing right now, whenever that comes out will be like the start of me actually owning something or like having product to sell. You know what I mean? Like, Thus far, I'm just doing social media. And I think actually having a brand of some kind will be really cool. But I also don't, it's not that I like don't believe in it, but I don't really think that it's overly productive to do like a 10 year projection of your life. Because five years ago, I was 20 and in college and I thought I was going to be like, the a famous fashion designer or like doing something in a world that I'm nowhere near at the time or like now, you know? And so it's just like, I mean, in five to 10 years, I have no idea what I'll be doing. I could be in a van still and still be doing the exact same thing. Or I don't even know. I could be like at a nine to five doing what I claim. I claim to hate now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow. Like I have zero plans. Exactly. <laughs> Right, exactly. And it's just like the the more I used to spend like hours, even at, like my first few months on the road, I would spend hours like planning my trips and where I was going to go and like, like roughly what route I would take. And then a friend would be like, hey, I'm in Colorado and I'm like planning on going the complete opposite way. And I'd be like, okay, screw it. I'm just going to go to Colorado. And so it was like, now I just over time realized I'm, I'm just literally wasting hours of a day by planning routes because it's not like I'm probably going to go on that route anyways, you know? And so it's like, I might as well just like not even burn the time in a day to plan much because the likelihood of me doing it is slim. So, okay. My last question is a very basic question. Uh, What is something that we as your followers slash most people don't know about you? If you want to share. Ooh, no, I mean, that's a great question. I just have no idea. I feel like I'm... I'm generally, let me ask, so Jared, also listeners, I'm in Jared's apartment and he's here. Hey, Jared, what is something about me that people don't know? You're featured on today's podcast. (laughs) 
She uh, asked me that, and I'm like, I don't really know what I don't share. What do you, what do you think something... Uh, how about your height? Everybody... Oh, I don't think, yeah, okay, recently a lot of people, that's a great answer. Recently people have been, like, shocked when I mention, especially on TikTok Lives, that I'm 5'10". And I, I apparently I photograph shorter, like 5'6", but no, no. Yeah. You're a girl super, super tall. I, I think I heard that, like, on a TikTok Live or something for the first time, and I was like, oh my god, like, trying to picture you is so hard, because you really don't look that tall, like, in <laughs> pictures. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm, I feel like 5'10 in my head is not that tall. But then when I'm standing up next to literally anyone, I'm like, Jesus, I'm gigantic. <laughs> yeah. Also, you're a trans, trans are higher. Right. Can you hear him? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I don't know if everyone could hear Jared, but basically he was saying I'm in a Ford Transit, which is the tallest van. And so with so much headroom inside of a small space, it does give me the illusion, at least that I'm like not eight and a half feet tall. But then suddenly I meet someone and they're just like, whoa, <laughs> like, sorry. But yeah, my dad is 6'4", and so I'm 5'10". My mom is 5'6", which is like a solid, you know, at like average height or whatever. And then my sister is 5'2". She's my only only sibling, and she is 5'2". Oh, my yeah, God. Her and I standing next to each other look like we are completely unrelated and have never seen each other before. That's hilarious. So, yeah, very opposites. She also has, like, dark eyes, dark hair, olive skin, super short, like, thicker, more curvy body. And then there's me. Just, like, a, a stick. A straight stick <laughs> that is extremely tall. What is your face? I have another thing. Jared has a third thing. <laughs> um, what was the third? What was the... I was thinking the transit comment, but that was the same one. Second thing. My bad. Okay, whatever. Do your followers and your listeners, do they know your age? I have no idea. Do you know my age? Yeah, you're 24. Four, right or 20 you're 25, 25. yeah yeah close enough i've said this to you before that I, <laughs> I thought that was the question okay oh no i've said this to you before and i'll repeat myself that i did not have a good head on my shoulders at 25 so i think people don't realize how good of a head on your shoulders you have at such <laughs> a young age yeah in regards to your business savviness okay i don't think people realize how hard you work and you grind on a day-to-day basis because I see it firsthand and Thanks, I'm like Jared. 12 years older than you. Yeah. And I feel like you're above and beyond my business savviness. So it's like, it, I, I feel terrible around you. Uh, I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I can't make commentary on that because that would be quite narcissistic. If I was <laughs> like, you guys, you guys hear that? Totally true. Killing it. Yeah. I think I was just really lucky that, I'm sorry, Taylor, we've, me and Jared have now hijacked your, your, <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, I love God. it. <laughs> I just, I just dropped Pearl. Oh, I caught her. Everyone, she's fine. But I think I got really, I don't know if it's lucky, but I have never been, probably because of the social anxiety situation, but like I am not a partier. I've, even when I was like turning 21 and I could finally go clubbing and stuff, I was like, yeah, no, I would rather sit in my apartment and like read or watch Netflix or do something, anything else than like go to a club. And I think not you know what, I, like, I skipped the phase where a lot of people go through in their 20s of, I don't know, just wanting to go out and, like, not get super serious about stuff. Debauchery. Is that what it's called? Debauchery. Oh, yeah, no, I did not go through that phase at all. I, I don't know. I snuck out a few times in high school. I mean, that was really the worst I ever got. You high school years where you're rebellious. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, my parents would love to hear that. I was most rebellious when I was, like, 13 years old, Dad. How do you like that? But no, I, yeah, I think I just... I was never into it. It was never my scene. I was always pretty, I don't I don't even really use the word introverted often because I feel like I've always 
had some friends. I don't don't know. (laughs) I've always had a friend or two. (laughs) And so I don't know if I would be introverted, but I just like, yeah, I don't, I never liked it. I just like business. I like, I like learning. That's what it is. I'm very, I'm very much a student at heart. And so running a business and having a brand to any degree and learning social media and trying to be successful on all of those avenues of things I just find it as like a method of learning you know like it's constantly a learning experience and I just eat that shit up so I don't know I don't know that's Jared's answer my height and my business savviness he says I love it (laughs) (laughs) at my age he says at my age yeah sweet okay well where can people find you and yeah give any plugs that you so choose Instagram and anything else Awesome. Yeah. My Instagram, the happy hippie life with a period in between each word. Um, I do have a blog, the happy hippie Uh, I also have a YouTube channel, which I've actually had for like four years, uh, where I've done like travel vlogs that is mostly just like personal, like for myself, but it's also the happy hippie life. If you want to look at that. Um, and a second Instagram, my friend and I have a small, uh, like, self-care slash candle company, which is Zentime at Zentime Naturals. Um, and we just released fall stuff. So we have a lot of really good smelling fall candles and all the good stuff. Oh, that's awesome. And I also saw on your Instagram, like I looked right before I, we did this as well, that you were doing a van build guide. Do you have that in your bio now? Uh, it should be. What is yes. that? Um, it was basically just like the steps that I built my van, uh, my van build was like super low build, super low budget. So like budget friendly van build guide, yeah. link in bio. <laughs> yeah, love that. Okay, I just wanted to make sure when I saw that, I was yeah. like, okay, we have to mention that so people can go over there oh. um, as well. Okay, sweet. Stay on the line, but we're going to say bye. We'll cut that part too. Okay, thank you so much for coming on here. Please go follow her, The Happy Hippie Life. Taylor's awesome. Like I said, we've been chatting for a little while and it's always just fun. So I would love for everyone to go over and follow her as well. And yeah, thanks for coming on. Thanks for letting me get a few minutes of your time today. Thank you so much. It was so fun. Absolutely. For sure. Bye, Taylor. Bye. All right, we are back with our next guests. We have Fiorella and Zach who are living bus life. Beautiful bus. I just got a a tour. So if you want to see what that looks like, obviously go to their Instagram. I would love for you guys to give us a little bit of an introduction on yourselves and then tell us where we can find you and where they can see your bus. Awesome. Yeah. So we're Fiorella and Zach. Um, We moved into our self-converted bus about four months ago, currently doing some seasonal work in Colorado. So we got into bus life like two years ago, bought our bus, built it, and we've been living our dream ever since. So you can find us on Instagram and we're also on YouTube. So Sweet. What is your, what's your handle on Instagram and YouTube? It's amor.aventura, which it's Sweet. in Spanish. <laughs> I know. I, intentionally, I didn't, I was going to say, I didn't want to say it because I knew I would just butcher that, like how it should be said, but I will, I will tag you guys and do it in like the description box of everything and so just make it make it easy for everyone to be able to find you and yeah that's awesome so you're in the bus for four months you said living the dream so I'm guessing you love it so far we do yeah it's honestly we like it took us two years to build it so this is like everything we've been like waiting for so it's been fun yeah yeah that's awesome what did you say you were doing for seasonal work in Colorado we're working in a farm so I'm doing a little bit of like the gardening and stuff it's a very like starting out farm and and i'm doing he's building actually a new like house slash barn on the property so we've been spending most of our time doing that so 
That's awesome. How did you, I, I always find this interesting and really helpful for people. Um, how did you find that seasonal work? Or like, were you looking on any specific platforms or anything? So we actually found it on <laughs> Craigslist, <laughs> which nice. it's kind of funny, but it was just a good ad. And we were able to touch, touch base with him and like FaceTime the guy who owns the farm. And he had a lot of our values, like he's vegan and a bunch of stuff like sustainable. So yeah, but we'd have been looking for a while in like Google jobs and Craigslist and um, damn, a, a few other ones yeah. too. So yeah, we kind of just knew where we wanted to go. And so we made sure we checked Craigslist and any of the possible areas and it worked out really well for us yeah that's awesome that's super cool okay cool well if you guys want to jump into any questions ask away whatever whatever order you want okay this is fun okay <laughs> we'll start like soft maybe um so just <laughs> <laughs> so i mean since we were talking about it like would you ever do bus life I would do bus life if I was going to live in it with a, I would never live in a van again with a partner. So I lived in a van with a human partner in my first van before I got the dogs and I would not do that again. So if I were to, I want to live on the road for a long time. So if I were to get into another relationship, I think I would probably, I don't know if I'd keep the van or sell it, but I'd probably move into a bus to have like the extra space. I found it personally pretty difficult to like navigate such a small space with another person. Obviously, we see a ton of couples doing it like online and stuff. So it's definitely possible. But yeah, I don't think I would live in a bus by myself because a van works for me. But if I was going to add another person, I would want like you work over there, I'll, you know, work in bed or something like that. And in a van, it's just, I mean, you can always reach your hand out and touch the other person. And I just need like a little bit more physical space sometimes. So yeah, but I definitely would. I think buses are awesome. And there's so much like, as someone who is a kind of obsessed with this whole lifestyle, like looking at a bus is a much bigger empty canvas of like potential than looking at a van. So there's just so much that you can do in them. And I think that that's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's exactly why we got into it. But now we're thinking about vans. So <laughs> it's yeah. like... now it feels I too good. what I said. You guys are going to do great. It's going to be great. It'll <laughs> yeah. be fine. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Yeah, that's... I, I'm very like weird, not weird, but like specific about that. Like I, I'm just a person who needs more physical space. So if you guys are great in the bus and like you think that like neither of you are that way, then you probably would be totally fine. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Love that. That's so funny. All right. Um, so I guess we both kind of feel like we were in a way like called or like made for this like lifestyle. And so we were kind of wondering... Do you think that there's any like particular childhood memory or maybe like an experience or experiences that you used to have as a kid that maybe like directly or indirect you indirectly put you directly on the path to kind of doing something like this? That's such a good question. I don't. First of all, the first half of that question, I did not think you were going with childhood memory. But, <laughs> like I because you said like I you felt called to do this. And that's definitely something I have felt since because a lot of people, they see it, they work towards it. And like, obviously, I did the same thing. But it's more, they're really nervous for it. They're very scared to do it. It's like this crazy big leap to them. And I have a lot of respect for people who feel that way. But I it was like when I saw van life, it was like a light bulb in my head just sparked and I was like, I'm doing it. And at that point, it was just like tunnel visioned to getting to my goal of living in a van. It really never felt like I was making a crazy big leap into doing anything. I really felt like every day I was working 
towards it. I was just getting closer to that calling. Um, and so I find that really interesting that you say the same thing because I've also made a lot of friends on the road who are on both sides of that. Like it was a big leap for them or they felt like it was just their calling. And it was, you feel like you're going in such a positive direction. And I feel like I'm exactly where I am in life or like where I'm supposed to be in life. So that's just interesting. But in terms of there being a childhood memory or like a certain experience, I mean, it's almost like there was... I mean, first of all, we, my family always went to like Florida on like road trips and we took a minivan and you know what I mean? So it's like, we, I guess we did that a couple times, but it was very different. It was almost a, well, I had a lovely childhood and I loved my family so much. It was like a lack of experience, I think, or like a lack of memories that I really wanted to start creating on my own. Like we just didn't really travel that much. We, like I said, we only went to Florida and I, I just thought of California as like this super unattainable, crazy, like it's only on TV, like only celebrities live in California. Like the fact that just anybody could live in the state was, you know, as a kid, I was like, that's, it just didn't even seem real. And a lot of the world felt that way outside of my little Midwest bubble. And so then as I grew up and became an adult and realized, you know, I'm making friends now at, in college from all over the world. And it became a lot more accessible and also just like real, like it became possible for me to one day go somewhere else. And so I think I just really wanted to do that and like, see if I could do it. And I, I mean, I always believed I could, but I just, yeah, I didn't really have any crazy experiences or memories or anything as a kid. I had very like wholesome playing in the yard and stuff like that, but I didn't really ever get to experience much else. And there was definitely <clears throat> like a huge lack of culture where I'm from, just in terms of like people being international and I don't know, trying different like foods and hearing languages and doing all these different things. Like I didn't ever experience that. And so I think, yeah, growing up and getting older, I just really wanted to mix up my life as much as possible and get in as much experience as I possibly could. That's so. We love it. Because like a lot of people who might be in that same situation, it's very easy for people to get trapped in that, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. And I think it also helped. I was the baby in the family. And so I just like seeing my sister and all of her friends and my sister loves her life, like as a nurse and being in Indiana, like she wouldn't define that as being trapped, but like I would, like I would see other people and the thought of me staying in Indiana my entire life would, I would feel very trapped in that. And so I think getting to experience like, <clears throat> you know, all my friends in high school went to Indiana colleges and while again, I think that that's fantastic for them. I was just like, I do not want to do that. Like I am not saying in Indiana, my entire life, like I've seen everything in Indiana. I've d I have done every single thing you can do in Indiana. And so, yeah, I just really wanted to get the hell out of there. And I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're from, well, we're coming from Ohio. So we, we yeah, get that. We get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. We relate to that. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so another one that we had for you is like, if you had to describe your space, as in like your, your platforms like Instagram, your website, with three words, what would they be? Oh my god, that's such a good question. And it's gonna take me a second. <clears throat> <laughs> I, I mean, I feel so narcissistic, like ever saying anything good about myself, even though I know it's not but I would hope that it's valuable. I want to have a lot of value for others. Jared, they asked, this is just such a good question, three words to describe my platform or like the space that I take up online. Good question, right? 
Can I answer? I'm, I'm at my friend Jared's apartment right now while my van's getting renovated. And so he's featured on a couple of these. Okay, but I think, I don't know. I want to replace now valuable with vulnerable. Because I think a big part of me being on my platform is the fact that I'm pretty vulnerable about a lot of things. Yeah. So I, I like that's, that. I'm going to, we're taking up that word. That's permanent. Locked in. Okay. I feel that you're pretty darn inspiring. Inspiring. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll let that one go. Let that one go. No, I mean, like, it, it'll be, pr- because I, from my perspective, I never aim to be inspiring. You okay. know what I mean? But I, I do get that. I receive that word quite a bit. Yeah, you're very inspired. It's not that I like don't want to inspire others, but like I don't ever like write a caption being like, well, I hope that this is just an inspiration for people today. Like I just end up like writing about a feeling I'm having, you know? Well, then that can bring me to my next word, which is humble. Okay. Because you don't That's know. another one. I just don't feel comfortable calling myself that, but okay. Okay, yeah. yeah I guess anybody, <laughs> anybody has problems calling themselves inspiring or humble because that's a very non- Those are, those are some good ones though. I think humble would be a good one. Because I try, I mean, I do, I actually do actively try and like. What about authentic? Authentic is a great one. I like authentic. authentic. Okay, so yeah. we're going to go over the permanent ones. Vulnerable, authentic. Authentic is like, people always use that in quotes now because it's so like overused, but it's honestly, it's pretty good at word. pretty damn close to authentic. Thank you. <clears throat> I'm very much me, you know? Yeah. And hilarious. Not many people drinking wine on a podcast. Yeah, can coffee be a description word? (laughs) Coffee or wine? (laughs) Dogs? Animal lover? I don't know. Oh, animal lover. There you go. Animal lover would be a good one. I think if there was a human and a dog in front of a train, you would go save the dog. I thought about that. Okay, so let's... So he's talked about... Because, well, the thing is, there is a dog park near Jared's apartment. And the it's the weirdest thing. I posted about it on my story like a week ago, but... There's a dog park that has no fence on this one side. And there's a train track that like cuts right through the middle of this dog park. Dumbest thing I've ever seen. But my dogs listen pretty well. If I tell them to come, like they would come over to me. So I don't really have to worry about that. But like I get worried for other dogs like that just don't have that recall. Um, And I thought about, I like, I mean, just being at the park, I've replayed that like, or just like, I mean, in a really morbid, depressing way, just like envisioned, envisioned what would happen if that if I couldn't get Pearl's attention, you know what I mean? And I would 10 out of 10, 100% without question. Because the thing is, if I had a second to think about it, I wouldn't. But I wouldn't think about it is the thing. I would instinctively dive in front and just like fucking throw her, you know? And so I think I would definitely jump in front of a train to save a dog, but I wouldn't do it. it's, it would be stupid. I shouldn't sacrifice my life for a dog, but I would because I just wouldn't even give myself the time to think about it. I would just be like, oh my God, and I would just do it and then I would die. What if there was another <laughs> human in a dog? I mean, now we're getting well, if there was another human in front of the train tracks, I'd be like, hey, dumb up. <laughs> There's a train coming, but like a dog doesn't, like Pearl doesn't know. I mean, she'd be so scared. She just gets like frozen in place. You know what I mean? Okay, so sorry. No, I love I, that. I, 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 I veer off pretty easily, you can't tell. <laughs> I love that. I thought yeah. you were going to talk about, like, Ella running into the people's, like, picnics and into the water the other day. Oh, <laughs> she did do that, but I was trying to stay, like, kind of on topic with the train track thing because that was worrisome. <laughs> However, that did happen, and I haven't even told that story on the podcast yet, but yeah, there's so there's essentially the dog park, the train tracks, and then on the other side of the train tracks, like adjacent to the dog park is a human park. It's seriously the worst logic of all time. And so because the people in the, it's, it was a Saturday night 
gorgeous sunset, prettiest sunset I've seen since I've been in Oregon. So naturally there are so many people at the park, like having a nice family picnic with their toddlers. And so like little kids love Pearl cause she's so tiny and they're just like, Ooh, dog. But Ella is, she would never bite or be aggressive towards a child at all, but she is so rambunctious. And especially like I don't know if you've ever heard people say the zoomies. It's like when a dog gets just like this wild burst of energy. And that happens a lot when she's in and out of water. And so she saw the water flicker with the sunset, takes off across the train tracks. It's like a good quarter to a half a mile away. And so I, as soon as she took off, I saw her see the water. Like I saw her brain. She was like, whoa, like, why haven't I seen that before? And so she takes off, gets soaking wet. So just douses herself in the water and then soaking wet just goes storming through people's picnic blankets. And is just like, she took a chomp out of this woman's sandwich. And then like ki kids are just crying because she's like just scaring them because she's running past them so fast and like they're eating candy and stuff. And so she's trying to like eat it out of their hands. And I typically would be infuriated and humiliated in the middle of this moment. But like, it was so savage. I just was dying laughing and then I would get like kind of like when she took a bite of the person's sandwich I like got really mad and then 30 seconds later I'm like crying laughing again because I was just like what and then when we got back into the van that's when I ended up making the Instagram story because I was like I have to tell this story to someone and so I got back in and I was just like in my car my heart's beating it was like the end of the most chaotic 15 minutes but I'm like laughing and I'm sweating from chasing her and it was just like I mean it's a whirlwind I was like this is what parents feels like to a T. Like this is definitely what it feels like to be a parent of a kid who just did something like totally ridiculous. You know what I mean? And so it was, it was quite, quite an experience. Just saying. <laughs> Pearl would never. I feel like you see that stuff in movies. Like the one you describe <laughs> it, I was just like crying laughing the first time. <laughs> yes. That's it. Literally when I got back in my car, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, yeah, that is, that is out of a movie. Like someone has got to document this and like reenact it with him. Ella would be the perfect I don't want to be in that movie I don't ever want to experience it again even if it's fake but Ella would be perfect now she's an angel just sleeping on a comforter like like she's never done anything bad in her entire life but we all know I love that you talk about mental health a lot in your space like I've suffered from like an anxiety disorder my whole life and I don't like the word suffered but you know had an anxiety disorder yeah. and I've realized over time as I've like worked with it, right, that I had misconceptions about like mental health that have changed over time, like what I thought was like what I needed to do or not to do and like those have changed. Is there something that like over your journey mental health that you've realized like it wasn't helpful for you so you should be doing like the opposite or the other way around? Hmm. That's such a, that's a really great question. I mean, I think that the, so my biggest thing with mental health was always anxiety. I mean, I, I've dealt with depression as well. That was kind of more pre-van life. Thankfully, I haven't really had to go through that since being in the van. And I think what I realized a lot through therapy as well is just that like my anxiety um, goes up anytime I feel like there is a lack of control. And <clears throat> I have a very, I mean... I don't know the right word. It's not humble, but it's it's to uh, a negative extent where I feel like I can't take up any space in the world. I'm a burden to everyone. I have felt that way even in Jared's apartment. Like I just feel annoying and, and that kind of thing. And that often can lead to a complete lack of like feeling like I'm in control. And when I have no control or I just don't feel like 
I don't feel like I can lift my chin up and my shoulders back and like, you know, that attitude that comes with that, like that's the best way I can describe it. That's really when my anxiety starts to take over because I I just feel like smaller and I feel like I, I need to take up a smaller amount of space in every kind of way. And so I think knowing that and understanding that and pinpointing it, now when I'm doing it, I notice and I try to start get a little bit more in control of things because if I walk into... I mean, even if it's like a job interview, which thank God I don't have to do those anymore, but like <laughs> like things where I used to have anxiety, right? Like a social situation or a gathering or things like that. I would walk in knowing I have no control over this because there's so many people here and no one, like just, I would have that mentality. And now I go in with this sense of like, this is my van. I have two dogs. If I want to leave in an hour, I'm leaving in an hour. If I want to leave in two days, I'm leaving in two days. And like, even if I can't change or be in control of everyone here, I have full control over myself and what I choose to do. And if I'm not, if I don't like the vibe here, I'm just leaving because that's what would happen is that I would go into social situations and I'd feel too uncomfortable to say, I'm not really liking this or come up with an excuse to leave. And so then I'm just like stuck with people that are just not on my wavelength. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but you know what I mean? Like people who might be making fun of others or like taking part in a conversation that I don't feel comfortable being a part of. And so I think just understanding my sense of control and I... I like that. And so, I mean, that's what kind of in therapy, I guess, I like I said, I've learned a lot about a healthy means of control. Obviously, you don't want to be too controlling, but like I need to feel like I'm in control of my body, my life, my surroundings, things like that. And actively reminding myself of that constantly is like definitely super helpful instead of going into things just feeling lame and, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, that's the best I can. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that's all. Yeah, I think so. Cool. Awesome. Well, so if you could one more time give us your Instagram, share who you are just to make sure people can find you, and then peace out. Awesome. So we are Amor Aventura, and there's a period, Amor, period, Aventura, and we're on Instagram and on YouTube. So thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on here. I really appreciate it, and we will talk soon. Thank yes, you. Thank you. Bye, guys. Peace. Bye. All right, so we have Monique here now. Um, she is in Brazil, and she says it's extremely hot, a hundred and some degrees, and it's just spring, so she's not even into summer yet. So I made her turn her fan off for the sake of your guys' sound quality, and we need to get to it quickly so that she can turn that fan back on. So I would love for you to introduce yourself, tell us where you are and what you're doing and stuff, and then we can go ahead and jump right into the questions. Yeah, hi, Monique. I'm from Brazil. I'm in college right now now I'm an international student and I just recently discovered uh, van life like two or three years ago which is not very recently but it's something that I'm just it, it is just growing growing to me so I just plan on doing right after I graduate because when I first saw it it was like oh I think it's something I'm gonna do after I'm financially stable and like in my 30s, but as the, as the days go by, it's just something that I really, really want to start doing now. So that's basically it. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's, I mean, yeah, as soon as you can, I guess. And yeah, there's no sense in waiting, I guess. That's what I'm... Yes. <laughs> yeah, I thought the same thing, but I did it pretty quickly. So Yeah, me too. So I just like in, when I hit 22 or something, I want to start right away if I can. Yeah, awesome. Is there a lot of people doing it in Brazil? 
Uh, actually, yes. I don't think that as much as in the United States because it's actually coming to a hype in the United States right now with TikTok and all this stuff and people are like, oh no, I want to start doing this. But um, because here it's actually much more expensive to start van life because uh, it's not something that um, we you can easily find uh, the proper van and the right people to do like electrical and water system so it's much much more expensive so it's not like a lot of people can do it but yeah. i've already watched some channels of lots of brazilians doing or even uh, traveling in all south or central america which is amazing yeah no that's super cool i didn't even know that yeah that's awesome well cool if you ever need help or anything obviously Hit, yeah, sure. Hit, hit me up. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I'll answer anything. Okay, so we can jump right into the questions if you'd like to. Okay, so uh, I was thinking uh, if you had plans to do van life, uh, van life F, uh, outside of United States, like in Central or South America, or even in Europe, Asia, or Africa, and even if you don't uh, plan on doing this, how would you do it? And uh, places and countries you would like to visit? Yeah. So I think it's funny you mentioned so many places, but I actually think I would probably do and do it in Australia. Uh, that is like the one place. It's just always been like beautiful to me. I mean, it's not just to me, to everyone. It's just like a stunning place. There's a ton of camping there and it's just somewhere that I think would be really fun to explore. And I mean, how I would do it, I'm not 100% sure because I haven't really done that much internationally in my van. I've been to Canada, but that's still the same like piece of land. So I've never had to ship my van anywhere, but that's, I'm guessing... If I wanted to bring my van somewhere, I could just ship it and I'd have to fly with the dogs because I really don't feel comfortable leaving my dogs anywhere. But I also know a lot of people and it might even be easier to just fly myself and the dog somewhere and instead of shipping my van, end up renting someone else's van. And so I could always do that as well. I think that's probably how I would go about doing it. But I would have to do a tremendous amount of research on wherever I was going because every every country is going to have different rules and regulations and different types of camping and what is allowed and what's not allowed and knowing like safe areas and knowing where not to go and stuff like that so i would just have to do a ton of research and yeah i'm sure i could make it work but the dogs also are a bit of like you know a, a hurdle because flying with two dogs like pearl would be my chihuahua she's right here she would be very easy um <laughs> she'd be very easy to fly with but my golden retriever would not i don't even know how i would do it so i don't know if that's in my future but i hope it is maybe once ella's a little bit older and then i will just have to research my way to an answer yeah when i was thinking about what, uh, asking you this question i was like um i don't think she looks like someone that would go uh, to europe like from the places that you already visit on uh, in america and i was like oh maybe africa because it got yeah. like it got like this mountain and desert and lake things that she always in but i never thought like oh uh oceania i guess that, yeah yeah yeah, yeah but I would I would do Africa before I would do Europe. I'm not that I've been to Europe and it's not that interesting to me. That sounds really rude. It just is <laughs> I I, I've been to Africa as well, and I love Africa. Like, it's that is my number one place in the world. Like, if I could only go to one place ever again, I would go to Africa in a heartbeat. And, yeah, I probably would skip on Europe for a little while. I, I might go back at some point. But, yeah, you're you're right about that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good. 
Uh, so my next question is like, uh, what are the things that you had to let go uh, when you started van life? Like from your routines, things that you used to do on your day or even material things. And what are the things that after van life uh, you wouldn't do or have anymore? Because they are just not essential, essential to you anymore. Ooh, okay. So I'm going to answer the first part of that because I'm totally going to forget the second part. So I might need you to remind me. So things that I gave up when I moved into the van, right? I mean, I think the biggest thing that comes to mind is when you have like a, a regular in quotes job where you have like a, I don't know if you get um, in Brazil. I don't know if you guys get paid like every other week or if you, you know what I, I'm not sure. And It's he, like every month. Once a month. Okay. Well, so the way that I work now, I might get paid. We have like, I, right now I have invoices. And so like I might invoice a few companies at the same time. And then I get like a large sum of money because they all three pay me at the exact same time. But then I don't make money for a while. You know what I mean? Like it's not every other week or not a set once a month or anything like that. Um, it's just kind of sporadic. And some are for 30 days away. Some are 60 days away. Some are 45. So it's like, I guess the steady, reliable, every two week paycheck that I was so used mm -hmm. to my entire life is the biggest thing that comes to mind because it's definitely comforting to know. You know exactly how much is coming in. You can plan for everything. And this, what I do now is just a little bit more difficult to plan. And it takes a lot more responsibility because when I do make a good amount of money, I need to like let that potentially wait for a while, you know what I mean? Or like, let it like stagger it or whatever spending. And so, yeah, that's probably the first thing that comes to mind. And then the second part of your question was after van life, things I don't have, need. Yeah, like you wouldn't do or have like as in your routine or material things in general. Yeah, I mean, I just think it, it would be so weird to me to move back into an apartment or a house and like have to furnish everything like, I just can't imagine, like, my friend, I'm at my friend Jared's apartment right now because of my van being renovated, but, like, he had, he, he moved from a van to his apartment, and he had to, like, buy all of this furniture and stuff, and so I don't, I don't even know how to answer that, because it's, like, I'd have to get so many things just to make it look like a livable space, but, like, I wouldn't need any of it, like, I only need the things that are in my van I don't even need the things that are in my van, really. Like, I don't have that many ties to material stuff. And so, yeah, I don't even, I have no idea. I just don't really feel yeah. like, I just feel like I need my dogs. And I don't know, a little bit yeah, of... Even when it comes to taxes, because uh, you're going to have to pay, uh, like, the mortgage of your house and all of that stuff, because uh, when you get a, a steady job again, so you just have to deal well um, with all of this things that you'll need to keep up with uh, and uh, yeah and to the government I just don't remember the word but that's it <laughs> so the third question would be like uh, what are your, your perspectives for the future after van life like uh, how do you see yourself what you think you would be doing and where you'd be living and especially uh, what you will carry with you after van life like as in living experience or memories or something that you just will carry with you yeah. in general. So I think I'll be living in Montana or Wyoming. Those are my favorite two states. I know it's kind of random, um, but those two places are like the most beautiful places in the world to me. And I have no idea what I'll be doing job-wise. I... 
I have no idea. I love marketing, so I can imagine I'll be doing something in the social media marketing realm. I would love to like own my own business. I can hear a dog back there. What kind of dog do you have? Oh, it actually, it's not mine. It's like the neighbor's dog. Oh, really? My dog is sleeping <laughs> right now. <laughs> I love she's that. She's a little old uh, lady, so, so she's already in bed and dreaming. <laughs> yeah, that's how mine is not. She's not, she's very young and uh, quite the puppy, but she is like dreaming like an angel right now as well. Okay, and so, yeah, I would probably be doing something in social media or marketing uh, in Montana or Wyoming. And then in terms of like memories that I will always carry with me, I think... Probably, I mean, just, I know, I feel like I'm talking about my dogs so much, but like, it would probably be anything involving my dogs. Like, I, I love the, I love getting to take them to all of the places that we get to go. And so, I mean, they are kind of my memories. So a lot of, you know what I mean? Like getting to experience beaches for the first time or national parks for the first time and going wherever they can go in national parks or even just random campsites that we end up at for a week or two. There's just all of my like pivotal or monumental moments I've had on the road are all based around them. And so I think just like getting to raise them on the road and stuff is probably what comes to mind. And just like knowing after van life one day, hopefully in the very far future, they won't be with me anymore. And I don't think I'll ever look back on my time in my van without like they're like they're the core memory of me being in a van you know what I mean like I for me I don't think being in my van would be nearly as fun like I just don't know what I would do in my van without them like I'm just so used to having them so yeah I think when I look back I'll just think mostly about what I got to experience with them yeah because uh, I think there is like a huge void between uh, doing van life alone and doing with dogs because uh, it's just the little things I take from my little dog that I have like already nine years and like the little things from day to day when she makes a weird noise and uh, <laughs> when you go on walks and she just do this stupid uh, stupid oh, oh gosh stupid thing so uh, we just attach to this kind of memory and we never forget. So I can imagine uh, why this is very valuable to you and like these dumb things that they do and in a very uh, unforgettable place. So it's just a match. I understand. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, do you have like a small dog or a big dog? Uh, a small dog. She's like a little bit bigger than Pearl. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So uh, if you hit the road, would you take your dog with you? Or would they... um, when I hit the road, I don't think that she will be with me anymore because yeah. she's getting um, elderly right now. So I don't know yet, but I think I might get a, uh, a dog because I don't know how to live by myself and alone. I think <laughs> that it will be just too much of a change, like living in an apartment or maybe having roommates to just be in a cubicle with nobody and no sound. So I would probably get another dog, but I don't think so because if I think in the long term and I don't think about van life, I don't see my don't see myself getting another dog because she is and she will always be too important to me. So it's just like I it will be feel uh, it would feel weird to me, you know. Right. But like putting all together, I might do it, but I'm just not sure about it. Yeah. No, that makes total sense. I get it. But yeah, doing it with a dog, I think is, I'm sure it's just as fulfilling and you get to do a lot more typically if you don't have a dog. So I completely understand why a lot of people don't choose to do it that way. But 
because I've had them, like it's the only way I really know how to even do it. And so I personally can't imagine doing it without my two crazy dogs. Yeah, and everybody says that it's much safer, especially for women, when they have dogs. I take for the history that you posted about Ella and mm -hmm. the guy that seemed to be following you. So yeah. I was like, damn, I would be so freaked out about it. And I was like, oh my gosh, should I keep doing this? Because it's just so weird. And it's nice to know that you have some company and you have someone that you can rely on. Yeah, for sure. That's such a great point. Yeah, I think a lot of people, when you think of safety, you think of like what you can put on the van and, you know, like locks or lights and stuff like that, which is definitely necessary as well. And just knowing where you're at and all these things come to mind. But I think dogs are so underrated in terms of safety. Like I always feel, first of all, like they're going to protect me. They bark anytime someone is close to the van, but they also uh, like they are... It's an additional thing. If someone wanted to grab me or do anything, they have to navigate the dogs too. And I think it just causes more of like a problem. Like it's more chaos than what, it's It's not just like a simple grab and go. You know what I mean? Yes. And so I think that that just would deter some people at least uh, from even attempting and they would move on to whatever. But yeah, I, I definitely love having them for safety reasons as well, as, as well as fun. Yeah, sure. <laughs> And uh, I don't know if this is a question because uh, I don't know if I just misinterpreted you, but I think that I saw in one of your latest stories that you were uh, looking at some solar panels and you were talking about a new van. Yeah. Is like th this that you were um, like updating now or is a new one that you plan on the future? And what is this project gonna be like? Like the things that you change and you keep and like in general your project. Yeah, that's such a great question. No one else has asked me about that. Yeah, so I am definitely gonna get a new van probably next year. Right now I'm renovating the one that I have, which is just like, like I'm upgrading some things. It's really like some stuff was just old. I've been in the van for so long. So I'm definitely just like, updating that a little bit but next year I would like to sell this one and get a new one and for that the solar panel thing that you brought up I right now I have four solar panels and like two batteries and all this like these wires and stuff like it's a big complicated electrical setup and there is this company that I recently was introduced to through a friend and it's called Light Harvest Solar and that's just the name of the brand but basically they have this thing available that is one solar panel instead of the four and it's the same amount of like electricity uh that i have now but i'd only need one panel and instead of the electrical setup that like it just that we all have you only need the solar panel this one power station is what it's called and then a wire one wire and it just goes straight from the solar panel on the roof down to that power station and so it's just it's going to be so much easier in the next van than having to have like this crazy electrical system that's expensive and you typically have to like pay somebody to have that type of electrical system because it's so in-depth and like you just have to know what you're doing and so pretty much anybody can use the electrical mm -hmm. setup that I was just explaining without having to have a professional do it and then I also want to change I don't know if you've seen I have like two benches and a table in the middle well I really I don't like having that set up personally I yeah. wish I just had like a fixed bed and like do you like have you seen the differences in those like people that have the benches and table and then the fixed bed as well 
yeah, so I wish that I just had like a solid bed that wasn't, it didn't turn into anything else. Yeah. Um, because then I could have storage underneath and use all that storage versus the benches. I have storage in each bench, but then there's like that middle section that's just a waste of space. Yes. And I don't really like having that. So I'm going to change the fixed bed, my electrical setup, and I don't know, I might just do like the kitchen and stuff a little bit differently, but it'll probably be kind of similar, but more of like different design and like decorations and stuff. What about but, like showers and um, like, yeah, what do you think about them? Um, yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, yeah so I mean, toilet wise, I would like to have a better toilet. I want a toilet that I can act like use more frequently than the one I have now. But then I also, in terms of showers, <laughs> I, I probably have... I do not want a full bathroom in my van, like an actual shower dedicated space for that. But what I do like is having a water heater and then having like a hose and a sprayer thing. I don't know what they're called. I don't, maybe it's just called that, but like a sprayer that comes out of the van and then you can stand outside the van and just like hose yourself off, but it's connected to the actual water tanks. So yeah, that's probably what I would end up doing for a shower, but I would want, I might do that with hot water. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I just, I always see myself thinking about it because like showering in Brazil, it's like most, like a cultural thing basically because we uh -huh. shower every day, multiple times a day. So I was like, I, I need this in my van, but I just <laughs> see all these people like, no, because you don't shower every day. I'm like, and I'm like, no, but you need to shower every day. <laughs> it's like cultural, you need it. It's basically yeah. hygienic, but... I just, when I think about it and I project it, I was like, but it takes so much space and it, right. uh, we have so many alternatives, like you said, like an outdoor shower or even a convertible shower inside mm -hmm. that I've seen yeah. a lot of uh, van lifers do too. So it's very interesting. And the last thing about this project uh, would be if you would like to expand your van or if you keep the same size. And oh, I would definitely keep the same size. If you were going to have a partner or um, a family even inside of a van or like a, a mobile living, like a bus or an RV or a camper or whatever, I think having something bigger would probably be nice. But I think for just one person and the dogs, my size van is so nice because it can fit into any parking spot. And that's, it doesn't really sound like that big of a deal until you need to like park at random small businesses and laundromats and stuff like that. And the big vans and the big buses and stuff like that are just very hard to drive. They're hard to park. And when you go somewhere and then there's no parking, it's stressful. And you're trying to like get through a busy parking lot where there's no parking and you have this giant vehicle. And I just think that could be... I would get very anxious doing that. And so having just like a smaller van that I can kind of whip around pretty easily and never have to worry about that. And like I said, for me and the dogs, it's a good size. I'm so used to it now. I don't think I need any more space. But yeah, if you were going to do a partner or several dogs or family or something like that, then it'd probably need something a little bit bigger. But I, I will personally never go any yeah, bigger sure. than what I have now. That's basically it. I know that I probably took more time than you imagined. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Oh my God, I loved it. No, no, no. You're totally fine. I love that. I'm super happy that you're really curious about it. If you ever have any questions, obviously reach out. And I'm sure I, I don't, I'm, you probably follow or have found people in Brazil that are already doing this, but I would be happy to reach out to any of my followers and see if I could connect you with anyone who's doing it as well, because they might be able to give you some insight that I don't have. And so, yeah, but sweet. Sure. Thank you so much. It was very fun. I wasn't expecting, expecting you. 
uh, to DM me, but I was like, oh my gosh, did any... I was very happy. Yeah, of course. No, I'm super happy that you had the time and thank you for doing this. I know it's a little bit late at night for you. Yeah, I appreciate you taking the time to do it with me and to be on the podcast. Yeah, sure. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, of course. All right. Bye, Monique. And we are done, folks. I hope you liked this episode. I know it was a little bit different. I have never done anything like this, but I love talking with all of you guys, even anyone who is listening. And so the opportunity for me to get to know you a little bit better is always something I value a lot. And not even just getting to know you, but getting to learn some questions that you may be having that I'm not answering or I haven't answered thus far. Uh, that's just kind of a good learning experience for me. So I'm super grateful for the five people who I had on the podcast today. This is going to be something that I'll probably incorporate into the podcast more frequently, maybe once a month or once every two months where I get to sit down with some of you and you ask me questions for a change. It's kind of also nice to be interviewed for once instead of being the interviewer. And so, yeah, I would love to continue doing this. Thank you again for those who I had on the podcast. I hope that you liked this episode and I will always ask on Instagram in the little question box. That's how I'm going to find you for these episodes. So make sure you already follow me on Instagram. And that's where we will do this each time. So I love you all so much. You already know that. And I will talk to you very soon. Mm -hmm.